Namaskaram everyone hope you guys are doing good and welcome to Aishu's podcast Namaskaram everyone welcome back to the podcast we have dear Claudia ka with us Namaskaram. <laughs> yes, Akka. So, thank you for being here, Akka. It really means a lot to me. So, a pleasure and an honor. Yeah, before we go into the podcast, I would just like to tell the audience, the audio format will be available on Spotify and other platforms if you want to listen to the audio. So, Akka, shall, with your permission, shall we go into the podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, so Akka, please, like, uh, we would, uh, you know, we have contacted a little bit our Instagram. I see your post. I really love it. But Thank you so would, much. Yeah, but we would like to start from the very beginning, like from your childhood. Like, if I'm not wrong, you are a transformational coach, right? Like a spiritual healer. Well, I call <laughs> myself that, but even yeah. though sometimes I'm like, they're just names, you know, like that doesn't make you who you are. But what are you going to call yourself? You have to call yourself something or right. something. <laughs> right, right. So then we'll start from the very beginning when you were a kid, if that's okay, like from where yes, you are. Definitely. What you yeah. <laughs> So what would you like to know? Yes, so from your childhood. Again? Yes, like what, what you did from where you are, like your childhood. Oh my like goodness. To know about that. <laughs> you know what is so funny? Like uh, I was doing my practices this morning and then it just kind of came to mind. So first I will say, okay, my name is Claudia Bagalu, right? I'm a transformational coach, emotional freedom technique practitioner. I love to help women and just transform because I've struggled myself. And I feel that I have transformed with all the tools. I don't think there's one that can help. I think there's a bundle. And I think it never ends transformation. Right. <laughs> you can say transformation as of now, but next week it can be like, wow, this is so much more. And next month and next year and so on and so forth. So I don't think it ever ends. And so I'm really fascinated by this kind of journey, by my journey and my client's journey. And it just gives me this power and strength to keep on wanting to do this and offer this to people because it's so possible. It's so possible. And we think that other people can do it and we can't, right? right? So this brought me here, but I'm actually Romanian. Oh, it's it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you didn't ever know what I was. <laughs> so I'm Romanian okay. and uh, I grew up in Romania. I came to Canada when I was 18, which makes it like about 22 years ago. I'll be 40 this year. And uh, I grew up there with just being like orthodox, right? That's okay. my parents are orthodox. Most people are orthodox. Uh, kind of just uh, my parents working and me being at home with my grandmother who had like uh, legs issues so she would kind of mostly be at home she wouldn't like check on us or be on our button to see what we're doing where we're going <laughs> right so I kind of grew up free oh, free to do whatever I wanted with my friends and I had like a group of friends my neighbors and we go to each other's house and we just be free, free all the time. I, and in my meditation today, so funny. I remembered how I was running barefoot and I, I didn't have like much. I had very little, right? But I remember I had probably like a pair of slippers that were bigger because my mom used to always buy me like bigger clothes, bigger shoes, me a few too. sizes bigger so you could have them for a few yeah. years. <laughs> so I wouldn't like to wear them, right? right? So I remember like 
walking on barefoot and we had this road that was like mud road but it had some stones too rocks right and i used, i used to remember like being so hot on the rocks but jump from one rock to another rock to another rock and it used to be like um um like glass broken glass and i remember quite a few times i cut myself on my foot and my toe and i would just like not even have plasters or anything like that just kind of like let it heal and that was so cool i just remember like it was so intense that freedom i'm just like jumping around and not having any like you're not thinking of anything when you're a kid you don't plan you don't think what am i going to eat at dinner you just when you're hungry you go eat so it just kind of i i was noticing that freedom it was so interesting right and we don't get to do that as grown-ups we don't we forgot we forget how to do that it's one good to do next what's next what's next what's next right so i love that about my childhood i remember that freedom and i look at my kids now my daughter she's 11 and my son is seven and living in canada it's completely different lifestyle like i see them playing a little now now with this pandemic they're all playing with masks if they're playing sometimes they're allowed sometimes they're not allowed it's such a different childhood, so different, so, so different. And my kids, I can say they have everything, you know, like they live that fancy lifestyle because <laughs> mommy and daddy worked for, for that, right? To offer them a great, amazing lifestyle, which I didn't and my husband didn't, but I don't think there's, they're, um, I think they're missing out, like how we used to live, like just be like that free, here everything is like boundaries and ask for permission and do this and nice. do that yeah so it's very very different the childhood of today with how it was before yeah so i remember that freedom and oh. it really like filled me up <laughs> i think that would be something to work towards just kind of experience more of that and have that perspective of life you know just right. from that perspective of freedom because Actually, we're not, we're always free, we think. <laughs> so do you still do that? Do you go out and jump on the rocks barefoot? Yes, I do. Well built, looks good. Garden in style, it's called. Yes. <laughs> Gardening in style. Perfect day for gardening. I do, I do. I love to go barefoot. So here in Canada, it's like, minus 30 minus 40 degrees oh. sometimes in the winter and uh, i have a sauna which i love because i like to sweat and it's good for toxing and toxification so i would go in the winter time minus 20 30 degrees i would go barefoot in a bathing suit outside and take cold showers after i come out of the sauna mm. and my husband would be like what are you doing you're gonna get sick but i just feel to connect you know so I do that even in the cold season, even though it's like for a little bit, I just go put my feet on the ground and I go back. Right. But in the summer, I do it way more because I have background uh, backyard and I we live just right by the lake. So I take my kids there. I make them walk bare feet. Actually, now they're like, mom, can I take my shoes off? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> do that. In Let's go. <laughs> oh, it's cold. Walking in the forest. Everyone is barefoot, <laughs> and my baby <people> too. <laughs> Go. 
<laughs> Some spots feel wet. Yeah. Oh nice. my god, they're so majestic. You know, because it's so good, right? It's amazing. You just connect all the time with Mother Earth. Awesome. So, yeah. so what were you? I haven't forgotten that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, what way is school and how 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 does it work? School, college, is it same like India? How how does it? Oh work? yeah, pretty much the yeah. same. Yes, difficult, yes. difficult school. I'm sure it's like India. So my husband is like Indian background, West Indian, but he's from Trinidad. He was born in Trinidad, okay. but I guess right. from generations right. they came there. So we talked about, you know, like and we have people who live in India and from India and who came here. So the kind of school system is pretty much the same in Romania, very, very intense, okay. very intense. So I grew up like that, very like studying, I would come home. But the thing is this, okay, the way I grew up, my dad was an alcoholic and my mom was an alcoholic, but not by choice. She right. didn't have a choice, right? Right, right? She had to work. So she was working like really physical men kind of work entry shifts okay okay that's why i said i used to be with my grandmother at home and i have a brother who's like three years older than me but we didn't like really get along get along so i, I used to hang out with my friends my girlfriend my neighbor friends so that was fun for me but um we didn't have like a structure like someone to be with us that's why we're free we're free to make mistakes we're free to support the consequences after right, right? get in trouble so my dad was more strict very strict like that and was kind of a lot of suffering and trauma like kind of experience as a with a dad like that it's a great man but once he would drink he will drink for sometimes even for a whole week and it will just be pure terror and when he came to school you know like i struggled with this because i was like a great great student and i always i would come home and i would just not even eat i would want to do my homework i literally remember like learning abc and you know you have those books with the yeah. like straight lines and the printed dots okay yes <laughs> and i remember vividly doing the a and learning and just having this in my mind i have to do this i have to do this i have to finish this and I have to get it perfect and I have to get it right and I have to be good, right? Because I wanted to like, I don't know, please my dad to make him happy. I was thinking in my mind that if I do something that will make him happy, then that will, then he will not need to drink or right. behave like that, you know? Right. So when you're a kid, you kind of think that maybe it's your fault, maybe because you're not doing enough. So I always wanted to like do everything like clean and tidy up and do garden work and do housework and wash and just help all the time. I was like super, super strong and outgoing, always to do, always to help like that. I guess because I wanted to, I don't know, indirectly, obviously I didn't know what I was doing, but I wanted him to be happy right. with me. Right. He was happy with me. I know he adored me, but I want, I, I wanted me to know that I can make him happy. So in my, my mindset was that if he would be happy, then he wouldn't drink and he would behave nice because he was a nice man when he wasn't okay. drinking. Sure. So my childhood was a lot of that. <laughs> can, can I ask you like, so now that you help other people, so what do you think about yes. alcohol and why do people, you know, uh, drink it like... Why do people drink? Why do like, you know, why do they become alcoholics? Like now that you work with people, is do you know, like it's always been like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think there's so many factors, really. Some, I think uh, number one can be something that you were brought up that way. So mm -hmm. monkey see, monkey do, right? right? Right. We copy our parents. We So for example, okay, I, I drank too, like 
when I, in my early 20s when I experimented, you know, when I came to Canada and everybody was drinking and they were doing drugs and they were smoking cigarettes, you know. So I tried that because I came by myself to a group of people that I didn't know. Nice. So there's a lot of factors you, you kind of try to fit in, right? Or monkey see, monkey do. Uh, or, you know, it just, yeah, it cannot, it doesn't have to have something to do with someone. I think once you experience it, some people just have that addictive personality, right? And they just get lost in it. I didn't get lost in it. Okay. I ex experimented with it. I saw that it's not good for me. Like even now, for example, like, I mean, I am Sadhguru, it's Sadhguru, right? <laughs> and I do so many practices and I truly enjoy them. And every day, not like every other day or sometimes okay. I'm, I'm dedicated to it. But sometimes I say now, if I would get together with my friends, they'll be drinking. So I will have like a drink or two and then I'm like stressing, I'm calculating 12 hours. It's like 12 hours is not enough. I, I live like almost 24 hours in between until I'll do my practices, you know? So um, it depends how you approach it, right? So you can still drink, but how much do you drink? How often do you drink? Like it's, it's so many factors in them. And why do you even drink? Do you drink just for fun, just to socialize? Or do you drink because you're trying to drink something like some trauma, some depression, some unhappiness and stress and all that? Some people, they're just like, oh, that's the hangout. Let's go drink. Right. It's like, let's go talk. You know, let's talk is like, let's drink. Right. Or like, let's eat. E eating is the same thing. So there's a lot of factors, you know? Um, I was the happy case that I didn't end up alcoholic like my dad. <laughs> my mom didn't like drinking, but like, I mean, she would drink, she would have some drinks, but no, she wouldn't drink like to get drunk or anything like that. So I guess it all depends. It all depends. And once you grow up, I think it's uh, your entourage as well that influences a lot of that and how strong you are and what you really, like if you're strong enough and you really know yourself, and you know who you are in a sense of like what you want to do, accomplish, stuff like that. And you don't go into copying people or trying to, yeah, copying. It's a lot of, especially for girls, for women, I think. I'm not a guy, so I can really yeah. tell, but for girls. I need the women's perspective, actually. Yeah, so yes. I think. <laughs> you, you can tell us that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for girls, they... Once they go into that puberty, like, so my daughter, for example, she's almost 12. She'll be 12 in August. So she's gorgeous. She's almost, I think she's going to be way taller than me, <laughs> but she's like up to here, right? So she's only 12. It's just drop that gorgeous. Not because she's my daughter, but she is. But now she's thinking, oh, how she looks, how she like that hair. She cut her hair from like up to her waist, up to here, because her friends did, you know? She wants to wear what her friends wear, um, but then at home she would be different. She talks different with her friends than she talks to me. It's like a completely different person, different voice, different attitude, different gestures, everything. So they get into the copying mode and not good enough mode. And that's a, that's a trap. Mm -hmm. And probably guys get into that Definitely. trap too. Definitely. <laughs> To some extent so i mean we're not any different right women men boys girls it's just different body yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay now like into your college days it would be great like 
what and did you always want to become you know like this a coach into the spiritual path or like what what did you want to do when you were in college like was there some other ambition or like how how was it yeah so my dad used to always wanted me to be a police officer right? oh okay okay I'm so good. i kind of like aimed for that to be a police officer uh but there were uh, in romania there was only like 25 spots in the whole country for girls okay so i gave that up. Okay. <laughs> so then i went uh uh, for like uh, foreign languages university, but the same, there were very limited spots. So basically you had to have a hundred percent cardio test. There was 100%. no, no, nothing under a hundred percent. There were children that they had a hundred percent and those children got in. So I failed in that. Okay. Fail means <laughs> what? So like even if you get 99%, it's a fail, right? <laughs> yes. Because mm-hmm. were, people were perfect. Right. You can you can beat that perfection. Right. <laughs> so um, and then I went to law. I went to University of Law. So I did one year in law, and I, then I came to Canada. Then in Canada, I went to college and to marketing, and I was really I had a lot of anxiety in showing up in front of people and talking, um, and that kind of was because of my past. A lot of stuff from my past, like. I remember because of my alcoholic dad, right? I used to study because we went back to school thing. I used to study, but I never understood why I can't remember 100% everything. So I was like a 100% student, but then sometimes I would get 99, let's say, mm-hmm. for 99.9. So basically at the end of the year, I was like the second one because I got a 99 instead of 100%. So I struggled with that, like why, you know, or I struggled with how come I studied so many hours and I was really involved in studying, like really involved. And I guess in India, the same, like you don't get to have a choice if you want to study this smack you or something. <laughs> so you're like even scared of teachers, you know, you got to study. You're either that kid who doesn't give a shit or you're that kid like, oh my God, I better study, I better know, I better do it right, you know? <laughs> So I was like that, and but I liked it too. So I studied, but sometimes I wasn't a hundred percent, right? Because my dad would keep us up all night in terror, wanting to beat up my mommy, trying to save her and all that stuff. So now I think, oh my goodness, if I look at my children, what a great life they live. If they would have been through that, how would these children show up in school? You can't, you can't show up a hundred percent. So. I'm looking as my inner child, like my, you know, my little me, and I give her so many things and I told her so many times that she was so brave. I don't know how she did all of that, how she showed up, but for so many years, I criticized her mm-hmm. because I thought like, well, you wasn't a hundred percent, you know, like how weren't you a hundred percent? Why weren't you capable and able to be a hundred percent, right? But how can you right. when you're, at home is pure terror and you don't sleep all night and you have tests the next day and you have to, how are you going to get hundred percent? How are you even going to concentrate to remember that? So I've done it and I just, now I don't think I would be able to do it. I swear I wouldn't. The truth is I wouldn't be able to remember anything if I'm stressed or upset. Like if you have to study something word by word or concepts, it's impossible. So how can a little kid do that? because we're so powerful, right? We're so powerful and so capable. And um, we just move forward because we don't really think too much ahead or too much back, right? Right. We, it, we get traumatized, but we still move forward. 
which okay. is amazing. Cool. Um, so we're talking about school. Sorry, I I, College. I lost the Good. thread. It's when you lose the thread, it we get the nice parts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Good. So I, I think it's it's nice for people to know that we all struggle, right? Yeah. And a lot of it comes from our childhood. Not that in adulthood doesn't happen. And trauma is struggled it's in so many ways. It's not like you were just raped or you just had a car accident. No, it's so many. It's, right. You can even watch something on TV and get traumatized. You can even look at a picture or hear something, uh, a noise or whatever, and you get traumatized. So trauma is so complex in so many ways. And we, we suffer. And what I call inner child, I don't know if you know, it's just a term of actually acknowledging that that little person, you know, that child that went through all of those things, you know, because we think that, well, it's in the past, okay. but then you want to be who you want to be now. You want to behave in a certain way. You want to do certain things. You want to accomplish certain things, but you, you don't know why you can't. Yeah. And it's like me, you know, like I told myself so many times, like, why weren't you good enough? Like, why weren't you hundred percent? Like, what was your problem? You know, why weren't you like getting hundred percent on all tests? every year why did you like do less than that you know so basically i was like not good enough and i was stupid i was just not smart enough and there were others who were great and amazing and poof like this intelligent and i was never intelligent i could say i could know some stuff and even now i say the same thing all the time i always say i think i just know something but i don't really know because i purely purely feel that i don't know so it's still like some and we never know anything really <laughs> we get to experience little bits but some people are so confident that they know their shit like right, they right, know their right. shit like wow i could never say that i could never say with like absolute like wow you know what i really know this i will never say anything like that because i feel that even though i think i know something i think there's so much more to it that that you, you can't accent it like you can't speak it out you can't express it right right so yeah as children and as girls and as teenagers and you know growing into that you we think less of ourselves and boys the same but you really don't really know honestly until you grow older and you experience okay. and then when you work on yourself and you release and you understand yourself and you understand what you were doing to yourself at that time, you know, when you're little and you're thinking you are less of, and now it's like the inner child work is to kind of allow that child to express and kind of give it a hug and say, you know, I support you and I love you and I'm here for you. What can I do for you? And kind of create an experience of whatever that child needed then which is you, right? And kind of offer it that in your mind, in your imagination, and you shift the energy, the energy shifts. That's the work, right? And once that, it's like, you want to think of that memory, but once you create it and recreate it, and then you, um, you acknowledge that it was okay, and uh, it, you can't even remember that memory like that. It's like, it's, it's gone you know now you can remember the one that you recreated right. and it's so beautiful because that meant you healed you know that meant that inner you that little child 
can go on as energy because we're all energy, like right? We're remembering, but what is that? It's energy. Right. You know, I, I was thinking like the other day, one of my friends, she did something that I didn't, I, I don't like, let's say. Okay. And then I was thinking, and most of the stuff come in my meditation. I'm trying like, Claudia, meditate, focus, focus, focus. <laughs> but thoughts still come, right? Right, right? All the time. So he was like this. He was like, um, she's just energy. She's not physical. Like whatever she did or she said, she can touch you regardless, right? Right, right, right. So I was just seeing it as energy. So I'm like, what am I going to do with this energy? Am I, this energy can't be, can be me only if I make it a part of me. Right. So I can just see it as my thought and acknowledge it as my thought and release it and let it go to do its thing as a thought, but not try to stay in a space. Oh my gosh, she said this. Oh my gosh, she said that. Okay. I wish I would say this. Yeah. I wish I would do yeah, that. Oh my that's God, it. but I'm right. And <laughs> yeah. I know it is the truth. And yeah. you know, you get into that cycle yeah. and that cycle is vicious. Vicious. Right. But do you know this at 20? No. no, no. Right, right. <laughs> do you know this at 15? No, <laughs> because we have to live, we have to have these experiences. And then when you come to a point where you understand that there is more and you want more, you want to experience more, then you know you follow that, which takes you into healing work. And healing work, I don't want to say just Sadhguru because it's our guru, but it's huge regardless. But I find that every single like healing way of however it comes into a person's life is not to be judged as that's the best one or that's the worst one you should have done better you could have done this or that i i think it's just like just just life and you just go and you do this one then you do this one then you do this one then you do this one and it all depends of your entourage and your interests and when you i struggled with for example like showing up as who i was right as my real me because okay. i wanted to like be like my friends or impress my friends or uh, just kind of fit in not even that to impress but to fit in to kind of feel accepted or like people would ask me so what do you do you know what's your interest and stuff like that because i'm thinking you know oh my god here you go if i'm going to talk now about healing and about energy <laughs> about yoga and meditation or chakras, you know, like how I started many years ago. Oh, chakras. Ooh, <laughs> let me. What is this? You know, it's energy and this points and these colors, and they do this and that and crystals. And you know, it's like every single one it added to what I'm experiencing right now. Right. If I would not have done the crystals interest, the chakras interest, the, what is the energy interest, what is the emotional freedom technique, you know, like Reiki energy healing and other different healing modalities. If I would not have done those or one of them, I don't think I would have been able to experience and live from this space that I'm living of today, you know, right. and do like Shambhavi Mahamudra and, um, with a shooty, should I mention them? They're yes, cute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I kind of take pride for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really grateful to tell you the truth that I came across. Okay, so I used to like like to like, um, and I like now to like to go out. We're not going because it's COVID. But I used to like to 
go out and dress up and i used to tell you have a good fashion sense so how 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 did yes. that come i, I saw it <laughs> i i always like that always 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 mm. so now that i was able to like afford it in canada right um yes i i like to it just because i didn't have when i was little now so even for my kids i like them to have variety um i really downsized a lot because the, the same because of my healing i was operating from a different point of view you have to have multiples of everything because i only had one that was like this big when my foot size was this big or my pants i used to like sew them on the side like this much and inside so they can fit me because otherwise they would fall off of me so when you grow up like that then you form like oh my gosh so i need to make money and i need to like if i'm gonna have children i'm gonna buy for my children the clothes that they like and they fit them and they look nice in them and that's what you do and that's what i did then i i'm grateful for that oh my goodness tremendously grateful that i could afford to do that now because of all of my practices i'm not like overdoing it i think i overdid it because of my patterns, right? But I solved those patterns and through um, Shambhavi Mahamudra and these practices and emotional freedom technique and yoga and meditation, all of them, it's not one that helped me. I can't say one, it's impossible. Right. It's all of them, it's the combination and the consistency that helps you uh, just transform your life. So now I see things differently. So I buy the necessary stuff. Yes, I do buy pretty stuff. I still like pretty stuff. Right. How can of I course. not? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so how I started with stuff guru was the same. Like I used to like dress up and I used to tell my husband, like, just take me somewhere. Like I'm always like organizing. Let's go here. Let's go there. I'm like, you just get like the initiative and just take me somewhere, you know, like show me that you want to take me somewhere <laughs> so we can have some fun. So usually it used to be like a restaurant or something. But then one day he said, you know, there's this Sadhguru event, Sadhguru is oh. coming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like about three years ago, three, three, yeah, three, four years ago, uh, there's this Sadhguru. And so he knew what I'm about energy and all this like pretty thinking way and just goodness and greatness and healing and so he knew what i liked right so i took him to um caroline mist she's um i don't know if you know her no no okay. no it doesn't matter it's a lady who is the same she she's really for healing but from a different perspective right okay, okay. so i bought tickets like a few months before that and we went to that and he enjoyed it right, okay, right. So now he's probably thinking in his mind, okay, well, there's a ticket for something. Let me take her out to, <laughs> to this. So he calls me and he says, you know, there's this Sadhguru thing. So I didn't even know what Sadhguru was. I actually knew different Guru that I thought it was Sadhguru because they kind of look the same with the hair and the hair and stuff. So in my mind, I was thinking, Oshno? Is it Oshno, right? Oh, Osho? I saw some yeah Osho. so i saw some videos or something with him so i thought it was him so i'm like yeah sure mystic eye third eye opening i'm like yes yes i want my eye to be open i was like oh my god so excited i'm like wow so fancy so marvelous third eye opening yes so i was he's like so go online so like a link right so he sent me a message with the link 
So I went online and I bought tickets. I bought tickets on the front line. Oh my (laughs) goodness. I was so excited. I bought VIP. I'm like, no, I cannot stay in the back. This is like huge to me. So, and I didn't even know who Sadhguru was. I told you, I thought it was someone else. But regardless, it's not like I knew much about uh, Osu as well. I was just like, you know, I kind of had my own understanding of energy, but not to that extent. Not that I know so much right now, but I just know a little bit more than that. <laughs> so that's what it was. So he went, so we went, oh my goodness. So we had a birthday party to go to at my godson. So me, I go with this white, pretty like dress, yeah. Yeah. like all fitted, high heel boots, oh. you know, because I had to go to a party after. Okay, so I was I was at the dress nice. Oh my goodness. So we had to walk so long. I did not know there would be like four or five thousand people. Okay. Right, right, right. The parking lot was huge. My feet were hurting me. I didn't plan to walk that long in high heels. <laughs> so you we went there sitting in the front, nice and fancy. Sadhguru, he's talking, everything is so good. Then he's right at the end, he's like, so how about this third eye opening? All of you came, came here for the mystic eye third eye opening. And I'm like, oh, yes, open our third eye. I didn't even really know, no conceptualize what it really meant. I had an idea. So we did that and people are screaming and shouting and oh my goodness, my husband is crying. Everybody with their eyes closed. I'm trying to keep my eyes closed, but I'm scared. I was scared. So literally when Sadhguru was talking, it was like no distinction between me and Sadhguru. It was like Sadhguru and me and me and Sadhguru was the same energy. I did not understand what was happening. And all these people shouting and screaming and crying. I was terrified. I opened my eyes. I look around. You know, I'm like, who's help? Somebody needs to help these people. <laughs> I didn't know, okay? I didn't know that people manifest like that. Oh my goodness. So that was the first in introduction and meeting so that's it I was hooked so then a year later I uh in between that time I think I binged and I watched everything on YouTube was that guru and what is that guru about and I have this journal oh my goodness and I came about Shambhavi Mahamudra but I didn't it took me probably months to even say Shambhavi Mahamudra to remember okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all these names are complicated for a European person. <laughs> right, right. Extremely complicated. Yeah. Like your tongue is like, you know. So it took me a long time, but I looked at my diary right now. Uh, I think it's 2017 or 18. And I wrote there, do practice because I always wanted to better myself. I always knew that there is more. I didn't know what and how. I really didn't. I had no clue. But I always had this in me since I since I was little. Like I always had this that there is more. There is more, but I didn't feel comfortable to even say to anybody because I didn't know what was why am I thinking like this? I thought something is wrong with me because nobody talks about that, right? So I always knew that there is more and that I have to find out and how, I didn't know how, but I always knew and I had this feeling that I will just follow the thread. Whatever comes and it feels that I have to do it, I'll do it. 
the same with the Mystikai and the same with Shambhavi Mahamudra. I didn't even know what it was. Nothing. I did not even want to read. Okay. Right. I did not want to know nothing. I just wanted, I just knew that I, I'm going to go and I went. That's all I know. Okay. okay. And that's the experience came. And that's how I know through the experience, not because I read, but what I heard him say about this 21 minute practice. So I wrote in my diary what I wrote just a couple pages because my intention is to write, but I almost never do. But I write, I wrote that, okay? And I said, do this 21 minute practice and blank for two years or oh. three years, okay? Because I didn't know how, okay? I didn't know how. And obviously it's an initiation. I didn't even know that there was an initiation, but my intention was there to do this practice. How is that even possible if you right. think now four years back? Right. How? Right? Oh, right. Exactly, because the seed got planted there. That's why yeah. How it the happened. Seed got yeah. planted yeah. and I watered it in my own unconscious way, not knowing anything way. I watered it and it grew somehow. Now I can say that because I look back. Right? Right. So I wrote that and even like, let's say a few months ago, I came across that and I'm like, oh my God, I wrote that years ago. <laughs> I wrote that and now I'm doing it for almost two years, you know? So yes, uh, Shambhavi Mahamudra, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> now I knew that people scream and yell and shout, yes. okay, from the mystic <laughs> So how was your Shambhavi initiation? <laughs> yes, so there's that guru who said, I remember he said this, uh, don't if you came with someone close so of course I took my husband I'm like yes so I came across so now I was all binging Sadhguru I, okay. I was saying and then I come across to Inner Engineering Toronto November 11th 2019 oh my god that's my mm -hmm. son's birthday November 11th and I'm like oh my god can I go because I have to like oh you know my children I can't believe my children the birthday God forbid I'm an imperfect mother right because right. the way I brought I was I was raised and now I want to do everything for and with my children so then I have this in my mind should I go it's his birthday you know and then I call my husband and I said Sadhguru is coming in Toronto <laughs> November 11th and I want to go and I said, I don't know if you want to go, but I want to go and I want to pay because I want to gift it to you. So me, I'm like sugar <laughs> making my way into it because it's like mm, almost a thousand dollars, right? It wasn't yeah. cheap. Right. So I'm like, oh my God, maybe he's going to say it's too much money or something. He's going to say no. So I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm going to buy this for you, for your birthday and for my birthday because we're both in December. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to gift this to us, you know, I kind of approached him like that, but he was already into Sadhguru way before me, he knew right. about him, he's Hindu, right? right, so he had way more knowledge of Shiva, I didn't even know who Shiva was, you know, like, no, because I was raised Orthodox, right, so I said, you know, I'm going to buy the tickets, and we're going to go, and it's three days, you know, you have to go three days, and we, I had to find someone, to stay with my children. I had to drop off my children to different places with different people. But I said, listen, I want to go. Like I have to go. So I will do whatever it takes to go. And this is a mom who doesn't leave her children with anybody, okay? Like right. 
oh my, I'm obsessed with my children. I'm, I diminished my compulsions, okay, for the last couple of years because of the practices, but really like obsessed and like, oh my God, forbid that something would happen to them because things have happened to me. So how about them? So I have to be there for them 24 seven and with them. So this is a mom coming from that strong place that now I find different people to have my children for three days, okay? So I can go <laughs> It was huge from so many points of view, right? Right. It was a blissful experience. So then when Zanguru says, if you have someone who's like close to you that you came with, just move around so, <laughs> so you can have an experience. And he was like, so, and keep your eyes closed and mind your business in the sense of if you hear people scream or yell or whatever they do, don't mind that. You just stay with your eyes closed and do your thing, do what I'm telling you to do. <laughs> when he said that, I felt like, like a mountain was lifted off my shoulders that my husband is not going to be close to me right. to like for whatever reaction I might have, right. you know, because you don't really feel that comfortable. So when he said that, it really made me feel super comfortable that he's not going to be close to me. If I cry or scream or yell, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew that people did that. So I'm like, maybe it's going to, something like that's going to happen to me. I didn't expect anything. So, um, yeah, I did cry and it was, it was a mind bubbling experience, but I didn't like over like bam, you know, <laughs> but after that, it was, it was just pure bliss, pure bliss. And then when we finished, uh, we went to eat something and I was telling my husband, you know, I'm going to do these practices every day. Okay. So at the beginning, you have to do it twice a day. Right. I'm like, holy, how is that going to happen now? How am I going to make that happen? Listen, this is a lifestyle that is 360 degrees, okay? Almost literally, you know? So it kind of felt at the beginning that everything evolves and evolves around the practices. And even now I feel like I live around my practices. Does that make sense? Yes, it you definitely know? makes a sense. We all yes. think when is when to do the practice and then rest of the activity, right? Yes, <laughs> and then I'll eat or I'll go or I'll do or I'll say or whatever, right? But it's the practices. Like Sadhguru brainwashed us, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm joking. So, um, yes, it was kind of challenging. Like, I was super excited, okay? And super like, I'm going to do this, you know? And I didn't even know that it was for a lifetime. I'm like, okay, first I'm like, okay, three months, 90 days. Oh my goodness, 90 days. You have to do twice a day. It felt like, let me tell you, it felt like I would have, ex so, okay. I used to exercise super strength and all kinds of crazy stuff before, right? And it felt like I would have done that times a hundred, okay? That much it felt, but it was such a little time. Right, right, true, true. <laughs> 35 minutes, yeah. let's say, all together. Yeah. But it felt like I would have done five hours of the most intense workout that I, I've done. Right. That's how, like, um, intense it was, but intense in the sense of, because the body and the energy did not know this. Mm. And now you have to do it every day and you have to get disciplined and you have to, like, move all the pieces in your life around yes. 
when you're eating, what, right? All right. of that. Right. Because you have to count the time if you're drinking, if you're eating, if you're snacking, if you're, <laughs> oh my goodness, if you're drinking, if you're hanging out, you know, like all of those. <laughs> then children, then husband, then it's like when to do a lot of planning, a lot of planning, a lot of planning. It was because it, it really does shift everything. It, it, I feel that out of the most, it makes you disciplined, but discipline in the most purest way that this kind of discipline it just shows up in you, your whole life not just in that 30 minutes practice right. you know that's what i found uh, the most impactful so from shambhavi mahamudra for like um, let's say a year a year yeah i think a year then um i i hear the word karma so everybody karma karma is like wow what is karma karma is you've done something bad right. and it's going to come back to you come that is you. karma right. so you live a whole life oh my god and you're thinking i've said and i've done oh my goodness so what's going to happen to me bad things are going to happen to me because of what i said and i've done right and then i come across karma and i have this feeling that karma is way much it cannot be just that it cannot be that it's coming someone's coming to get you you know and kill you or take you down just because of what you did or what you said right so then <clears throat> i see buddha shuti mm. and i i read about what buddha shuti is and i'm fascinated because by now i live kind of like this fancy life but it's not a hundred percent me you know it's like 50 percent me because i still like to just pretty and i like to go out and i like to dance and i like to laugh and say silly stupid stuff i'm not like wow saint and just meditate and stay all day and bow and bow and bow you know i do all that but i do it as a discipline as a practice and then i go on with my day and i allow myself to live you know um but uh buddha shuti is like just came karma is gonna dissolve your karma that's ah, it. That's it. <laughs> hack. <laughs> my karma is going to get stolen. I will never have a drink in my life. I will, <laughs> you know, that kind of thinking, like all the things that you do, like little of them that they're not perfect. Then I'm like, okay, I want to dissolve this. You know, I will never have a drink even if I hang out to my friends because God forbid, I know it's not healthy, right? So, wow, my God, why? If I now I know uh, all these practices and then I have a drink, once in a while like i'm a sinner right so you kind of have this mind frame and then you get into different places because then you you don't know who you are and what you should do what you shouldn't do right and you get caught up in that and then you don't do nothing or the worst thing you've done <laughs> so that's why just embracing a little bit of who you are and just kind of go with the flow and all this perfection is not needed because nobody's perfect and nothing can be perfect just the creation is perfect, but we see it as imperfect. So then we can mess up. We mess ourselves up like that. So then I see Buddha Shuti and I'm like, karma is going to be so my karma. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this practice. So again, I only remember this. That's going to dissolve karma and that cleanses the elements. So, you know, I contacted this Hatha yoga teacher and then I go, then again, the same. I did not read because I do not want to know what I'll do because I want to have the experience. And I operate like this in my life all the time. And I think it works great for me because if I will know the information before, then I feel that I will not have the experience and it's not the same thing. 
So then I go and I'm kind of making my own thoughts. I'm like, okay, this is like a cleansing process, one time, one time process, you know, it's gonna cleanse me. However, I had no idea what's going to happen, how it looks like nothing, not even a picture of nothing. Okay. So then I go there and just thinking, so of course I get my husband on board too, you know, let's just go cleanse our elements. (laughs) So we go boom great experience now you have to do it every day again i'm like oh my god again mandala you know like (laughs) 60 days mandala at least this one is 40 day mandala so i'm like okay it's more doable but then you still have to do it but it's such a pleasant practice like i just me and my husband we have no problem in doing it we love doing it because it's so powerful but then nothing is enough now right we have to go to the next one, Surya Kriya. <laughs> then work on my husband again, because now I know what I want to do, okay? I know I want to do these practices. I know I want to do more. But my poor husband, you know, he's working six days a week, 12 hours a day. It's like a lot for him, you know? He's struggling with doing them all. Like, the intention is there, but <clears throat> the time and the energy is not there. You know, when you come home from like six, seven o'clock at night starving, you have to do practices that are intense it's you know he's done it but it's challenging right. so for example right now from doing um uh shambhavi mahamudra and buddha shuti and surya kriya and angamardana he kind of went down to just buddha shuti and uh, shambhavi mahamudra because it's a lot it's, it's just a lot so you have to you know be okay with that <clears throat> but me because i'm at home with the kids so i wake up before them. So I do my Buddha Shuti, Shambhavi, Surya Kriya, Devi Dandam, and Simba Kriya. And then in the afternoon, so I have to finish everything before I wake them up. So I right. wake them up, I make them breakfast, I send them to school. Now they're staying home, but yeah. So then in the afternoon, I will do Angamardana. So that's how my lifestyle is now. But with Surya Kriya, then I got to I got to realize in Buddha Shuti that oh my goodness, like I thought Shambhavi was long, a long 30 short minutes, mm-hmm. if it makes sense. A right. super long 30 so short minutes. Right. Because because your life evolves around this practice. Yeah. What you eat, what you drink, what you do, where you go, you know, you have to I used to go camping, so I had to take my mats with me. People were looking at me like, <laughs> what the doing in the woods you know like breathing like that and chanting what what you know people (laughs) used to say like i see you do that i'm like oh my god i and i used to feel like not embarrassed but like what would people think you know it's weird it it probably looks like awkward what i'm doing right and i used to think like should i do it am i going to be able to do it so you you have all these thoughts processes around everything and the way you do it because of these practices but they're amazing right so right. i i think that it really helps to like um shape you as a person and kind of ex- you clear so much shit that you are okay with who you are you know and you're strong into hey this one with the breed like a crazy woman here look at me judge me but i'm still going to do it okay because i know and i don't have to explain to you why i'm doing it i'll just do it regardless you can look at me and judge me okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm at that point rather than before i wasn't at that point i will overthink what others would think or say 
right? So for a long time, I didn't even tell my friends what I'm doing because now I told them and they are looking at me like awkward, really awkward. Like, oh, so what do you, oh, why is it that you meditate and do so many practices like two, two and a half hours right. a day? Yeah. Um, so what do you say to that? I can say this. Well, I'm not watching serious movies, okay, every yeah. night. Right. And uh, I'm not drinking, okay? I'm not smoking. I'm not doing drugs. I don't hang out like that just once in a while. If we get together with friends and stuff and we celebrate stuff. So I said, well, that's my time. You know, that's your time. You, hang, you do all of this stuff, okay? Right. So that's why your time is busy with doing that. But my time is busy waking up in the morning so I can do everything, all these practices before everybody wakes up. And then uh, calculate again when I'm going to eat so I can be able to do my other practice in the afternoon. And then I can't drink or whatever, whatever, because then tomorrow morning I'll do it again. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's my thought process and that's my involvement. So now is where you put your energy, that's what you're going to get, right? What cool. you're getting involved with. So um, Surya Kriya, again, created even more um, freedom, I should say, a freedom of expression and being okay with, hey, this is how I roll, you know, okay. <laughs> and just be not pr proud of it, but not proud as a pride, as an ego, but okay, this works for me, you know, like I do what works for me. I'm not telling you not to binge in whatever you're binging. I'm binging in my practices, okay? This is my thing. So I came to accept myself that this is what I am about and this is how I will roll and this is what I will express and say and doesn't matter who says what because we only have this life to live as of what we know right now. <laughs> but just in this form as of right now in this lifetime, at least I'm, I'm okay with just being me. Right. And I don't care who says, well, that sounds woo-woo or that sounds whatever. Okay. How I feel is that how you feel, right? right Why right. do you suffer? Why are you in depression? Why are you taking anxiety pills? Why are you drinking? Why are you smoking? Why are you taking drugs? I'm not doing it. There must be a reason right. because of what I do, all these practices. And not just all these practices, okay, that would, are with Sadhguru, taught by Sadhguru, which are all the clearing that I've done before. Emotional, so I started with homeopathy. Okay, I paralyzed one day when my son was one, and ever since, so let's say six, seven years ago, ever since, I just I was I'm in a mission for greatness and feeling well and healing because I've healed in so many ways. And, um, how can you not, you know, like when you see you feel better, how can you not go uh, like grow on that path? It's like, you know, there's no brainer. Right. Who doesn't want to feel good? We all want to feel good, but what methods are you using? Right. Are the methods that you're using helping you or making you worse? Right. Are depression pills helping? Yeah, they do. You know, they interfere with your chemical balance and stuff, and they kind of balance it. But do they fix the root of your problem? Do they fix the root of your childhood? Do they fix how you were feeling? Like, 20 30 years ago or even five years ago or a year ago no they don't because they they're not healing that they're just making you in the moment balance a little bit more 
but then the effect is off, then you, you're in the same trap. You're basically in that trap regardless, in that prison, but you just kind of take a psychedelic and like, hey, hey, I'm good, you know, for a, for a few hours or whatever, but you're still in that prison. So basically until you're not healing and open the doors of that prison and break free, you're always going to operate from those traumas and beliefs and emotions and everything that you need to heal. So all this like homeopathy helps in a way, you know, like it's a snake venom. <laughs> Actually, that was my uh, remedy. So it really helped me kind of balance all this. So my homeopath used to say, Claudia, you're up here, like energy like she said i am down here i'm with my feet on earth but she said you you think a lot you know of energy and that was the time when i could not accept myself how it was why am i thinking of this energy what is even this energy am i crazy like what is it right because i always wasn't that path but i was not confident enough to embrace it and walk on it because nobody done it so why me you know <laughs> so she um kind of and i not encouraging but she kind of just the way she expressed it just made sense to me that it's okay how i am you know and it's okay that i am the way i am and that i should embrace what i am but i need to heal so i can embrace and allow myself to blossom and flourish right and which I did that, but it took many years and many methods, not just one. There was chiropractor, there was massage, there was like crystals. I used to like work with crystals and there was Reiki healing of different kinds and oxytonal alignment, which is again, like kind of connected oxytonal lines and all of them. And then emotional freedom technique, which is like this tapping thing right. where you activate this point, right? I always say sometimes chakras, but they're meridian points. And Sadhguru talks about them. There's so many, right? right. Um, and so when you activate these points, there's just some things, some signals are sent to your brain. And then you get to have that feeling of safety, of calm, of just that it's okay how you are. It's okay who you are. It's okay to be who you are, you know? And even if you're still not 100%, you just have like a glimpse of, you know what, I'm going to work towards that. I don't know the way, but you, because we tend to like, oh my God, but I don't know the 100% perfect way. So that means, you know, I'm not going to get there. How, how am I going to get there if I don't really know? But then when you feel like safe, you're like, I'm going to work towards that. I don't know how I'll get there, when I'll get there, but I know that that's what fills me up. So I'll just work towards there, whatever is going to happen. So you have that freedom, right? See? you see a solution. You don't just get stuck on the problem. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. There's no better. I don't know nothing. I'm stupid. You just see the solution. So this, even this tapping thing, like as simple and completely free is, <laughs> we, we don't do it because you're like, oh, what is that? You know, tap on your point and what's going to happen to you? Right. Well, that's what's going to happen. You're going to get this sense of freedom and calm and safety in your body and that's what you want because when you operate from that place you can focus on the solution and not the problem yeah so all of those brought me to being like doing all these practices spiritual practices and meditations without all of that i would not have been able to 
because I would have been cluttered in my issues and my beliefs that were not serving me. So I'm extremely grateful and thankful awesome. <laughs> to all of them. Right. And that's why I incorporate them with my clients. And I think there is not a great one or a best one or the worst one. I think it's just up to each person, you know, to kind of go see what a person needs, you know, and what a person is okay with, what entices them, what makes them happy, what drives them. And then you don't, it doesn't even have to be what I do. But find your way, just find something, anything, you know, that lifts you up. If that lifts you up, then do more of it. So awesome, Akka. So, yeah, yeah. So I think our time, I think you yeah. have to go now. So before, <laughs> before I let you go, how can... How that can was the... perfect timing. <laughs> so if someone wants to book a session with you or somehow, how, because it's troubling times, everyone wants, you know, everyone up. It's well, just... not even book a session, but just to enjoy like the free stuff that I offer, okay. you know, like that's amazing too. And just to learn the technique, to me, it will absolutely fill my heart if someone just learns the technique and they okay. just tap and they just do that and they regulate their nervous system that to me is just uh, yeah so where, where can we get that? that so where can we find that where yeah. on my youtube channel okay. or on my website actually on my website i have the youtube and instagram and all of that stuff so yeah Awesome. So, can you just mention your uh, Instagram channel also? I'll put it in the description. Could you just mention it also so that they can find it? Yeah, these? so, well, now I'm going to be like, oh, ah. God. <laughs> I put one spiritual coach. Okay. <laughs> well, <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice. It's just a term, okay? It's just a name. It's just a term that I'm using. Uh, I'm definitely aiming for that. Am I that? Uh, I don't think we are nothing that we say we are. But yes, that's my name there. One spiritual coach is Claudia Bagalu, and uh, my website is the same www.claudiabagalu.ca. Awesome, awesome. So, before I let you go, okay, <laughs> anything last you would like to tell the audience about spirituality, about practices, or anything? like? Um, just embrace yourself if you feel that there is something that you need to do. Really, just go for it don't listen to what anybody says don't ask for permission uh, i mean there's practices that you can do for free and i've actually done upa yoga as well <laughs> actually i forgot to mention this i put my daughter in upa yoga first before i started by yoga so okay. then i i did it as well so just do the free stuff that are available they're so so powerful tremendously powerful and Isha Kriya, the same. Oh my goodness, I just cannot have enough words of how powerful that is. So just do all of this free stuff first. And once you get consistent and do it on a daily basis, just at least choose one. One. Right. Choose one. Start with one. Get committed to one, not to two or three or four. Don't get like too much at once. Do one, be consistent, and just pure brainness will come out of it, I'm sure. Awesome. Just follow your heart. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Aga. <laughs> Namaskaram.
and here I have two monkeys climbing on trees and now they want me to go climb. Which one Vanessa? That one. Okay. Here. Other one right, yeah, that one.